All right, you tuned in to The Realist Show on the radio, your daily dose of reality radio, the free-range human show of choice. And I'm going to keep adding stuff to that title or intro as I go here. This is The Clay Edwards Show. I am Clay Edwards. We are live in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios this morning, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, as well as the TuneIn app, Alexa, and... uh. That's it. That's it. We're, we're everywhere. We're worldwide, baby. Worldwide and live. And this morning, we're going to do something a little different this morning. The phone lines are going to be wide open. I know y'all are chomping at the bit to talk about this Trump stuff, talk about this Jackson trash stuff. And I actually mean literally mean Jackson trash, not just some of the people that live in it. So we're going to talk about this Jackson trash stuff. And I've got a buddy of mine here in the studio. Now, he's going to get kicked out of the Bellhaven Social Club. For being here, but uh, Sean Gertkron, yeah, that's right, close that's enough, right. yeah, close enough. Man, took, took me look, till I was twenty to be able to say that. So, <laughs> I get good it, brother. I said, right, so look, we we we've kind of ran in the same space for a long time and haven't really met before. Well, at least since we were out partying in our in the early two thousands or so, right? And uh, I I know your sister. Um, she used to date a buddy of mine from back in the day. So, and we we have a bunch of mutual friends. We're friends on social media. And just gonna throw this out there. I don't want to. I don't want to taint the poison the will. But Sean's a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Sparks could fly, <laughs> but we've agreed to still be friends at the end of the show today. And what we're gonna be doing on Wednesdays is um, Sean is a was how, is it is or was a lawyer. How, how how would you describe yourself? Um, yeah, I'm still a licensed attorney. I don't I don't practice anymore. I've practiced in about six years. So a non practicing attorney, right? I'm still licensed though. But yeah, I just, and, you, uh, and you worked as a prosecutor. Sure. I um, what's called? I worked at the Hines County DA's office from uh, January 2008 till almost 2015, so seven years, and then uh, two years at the Attorney General's office. And the last year I practiced was over here in kind of close to where we are now in Yazoo County uh, at the DA's office up there. What are you doing now? Now I am working uh, for a company with my sister. My sister's been a nurse for a long time, and we're recruiting uh, travel nurses. So that's what we're doing right now. We're uh, recruiting travel nurses, and uh, I also sell medical supplies. I um. Do you want to plug what your uh, your contact information? Yeah, is? Yeah, sure. If anybody wants to talk to me or my sister, and if you're a nurse and you're looking to travel, and we can we can hook you up pretty good. My number is uh six zero one nine zero six nine zero nine four, or you can just look me up on Facebook if you can spell my last name. It's Y U R T is in Tom K U R A N. And uh, if anybody wants that information, you know how to reach out to me, and I will get you in touch with them as well. So, I <clears throat> we Sean and I've decided to do this law call type show and with with his experience and with the law and uh, being a uh, former practicing attorney and working at the prosecutor's office we felt like it'd be surely we could find something once a week to talk about that would be relevant and just to hey take your phone calls and questions that you may have i, I believe we said we're going to avoid family law <laughs> so if you're going if you're going through a divorce <clears throat> um none of that stuff you know uh Stay focused on uh, get your family attorney and talk to them. I've but got it, empathy for you if you got if you're you know I've been divorced twice and I can I can maybe talk it through it. But yeah. I don't really I've never handled a divorce. So I, I can help I you with that a, part. I, I can give you a roadmap. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, just uh, get the Vaseline, and get ready. But uh, so we, anyway, we thought we would get together and and chop it up and answer your questions, take your calls, and just talk. I mean, uh, Sean is a would you call yourself a lifelong Jacksonian? Yeah, I've, uh, you know, my family's from Miami originally, and uh, we moved here in 1993 when I was in high school to Puckett, actually, and yeah. uh, 
Then um, I've uh, been in Jackson. I moved to Bellhaven in the summer of 2000 when I transferred to Millsaps. And ever, other than going to law school, I've lived down there in Bellhaven, downtown Jackson. So like a little about 20 years. Cool. Little 20 years. Cool. So, you, so you, you, you've got enough skin in the game to have this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So let's, before we jump into the Trump stuff, hey, look, phone lines are wide open. If y'all want to call in, 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line, 769 769- Two four one nineteen forty four. Thomas was drunk last night and texted me and called me a racist about eight hundred seventy two times for no reason. But uh, neither here nor there. I, I do get those texts. Sometimes I reply. Sometimes I don't. Uh, Sean, let's let's jump back into Delorean and go back a, a week or so. We get it up to eighty eight miles an hour. HB ten twenty finally passes. Right now, it's a bit of a neutered version. Sure, but I still think it's got a lot of the teeth that Jacksonians can be happy with you get it you get an expanded ccid now that that as of right now there's no extra budgeting for more uh, officers for that expanded area but they still have not hired everybody they were wanting to hire so they're gonna there's gonna be more officers and you get the inferior court system now explain to people because inferior sounds like a like a lesser than word. I mean, it sounds like an insult, right? Right. Explain to me what an inferior court system is. Well, the inferior court would uh, is uh, courts that, in general, I guess I would determine as courts that uh, aren't elected or, um, you know, where you can appoint a judge. Municipal court is a good... Pull that mic in front of you. Oh, I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah. Where you can... Um, where judges are appointed, a municipal court, for yeah. instance. And a municipal court is something that, you know, it hears traffic tickets. Everybody's been to municipal court Misdemeanor stuff. Right. You hear there's domestic violence. They can do initial appearances. The judges can issue warrants and do stuff like that, but they can't, uh, they can't hold a felony trial. You can't have a felony trial in a municipal court. So I think that, so. That's what I would go. The inferior court is a municipal court. I guess you can consider a county court maybe. So it kind of help expedite. The, the backlog of stuff and kind of get, keep, keep things keep things moving a little faster. It's yeah, I guess it's going to help a little bit in terms of that, especially officers wanting to go get you know warrants and those kinds of things yeah. and having initial appearances. Uh, I think you could have preliminary hearings in municipal court. I haven't done a whole lot of practice down there. My main stuff was in circuit court, sure. But you can do those kinds of things. Um, it, it's not going to now if you're talking about the the backlog or the amount of indicted felony cases in Hines County, there. that's not going to affect yeah. that, right? But 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 it should just help keep keep the wheels of justice moving a little faster sure. and get people like you know if you if you're speeding you're going to get to go to court for your ticket faster. I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to work this through in my head. I'm trying to see what the fuss was all about. I, I don't know. I, I I don't really. I can't tell you what the fuss would be in terms of a, creating another municipal court. It's not an elected court. Now I understood what the problem was with the unelected circuit judges or what what people thought was the unelected circuit judges. Okay, so explain to me, because I, I, I'm kind of dumb with, with this stuff, the sure. difference in municipal court, circuit court. It, it, I just hear court, and I, I, I tighten up. <laughs> right, right. You know, like court, no, I don't want to go. So what was it in the initial HB 1020 that they were talking about a, a secondary legal system for, mm. for, for Jackson versus any this part of Jackson versus anywhere else? What was it that had everybody so up in arms, that the apartheid, the colonizers, all that stuff? I think it was the fact that they're the Supreme Court was going to be able to appoint circuit court judges. Now, the way I read the bill, they didn't seem to be circuit court judges because their decisions were appealable to the Circuit Court of Hines County. Now, if you're appealable to the Circuit Court of Hines County, I don't see how that court was a circuit court. But that was what kind of was in the media, that this is an unelected circuit court. And if that was what the—I didn't read the whole bill, but if that's what the bill said, that this is an unelected circuit court, I can totally see where people had problems with that. 
that yeah. that is an issue because in the Constitution we elect circuit judges here. Now, do I think we should elect circuit judges? I do not, but that's but what we the cost, do. But we do. That's what we do right now. So gotcha. and I, so that was the uproar I think on based upon that. Yeah, uh, me and me and um. Uh, Stephen Natroska, who comes on before me, we had a little show one day about it. And, and both kind of being liberty-minded people and freedom-minded people and constitutionalists, it's like, you know, there's a, part, there's a part of me that just doesn't like it because if it was ever turned around on my side, right? And like if, 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 Jack, if the mayor of Jackson was, or we ever had a Democrat governor, I wouldn't want them to come over into Rankin County uh, placing judges. Sure. So I, I get that. But I can also, as a guy that lived in Jackson for 43 years and looks at what a dumpster fire it is right now, I can say special times call for special measures. And, I, Clay, I totally get that. I mean, believe me, I live over in Bellhaven. I've owned my house for seven years, and half the time I hope they bring the military in because yeah. it's gotten so bad. So I get that viewpoint, too, in terms of a safety because it's gotten to a point where we're all just scared. Everybody's scared. To, you know, this morning on the way here, I got up and I walked my dog at 5 in the morning, and it's, and it's dark, you know, and I'm walking down the street in Jackson. It's not... It's not a comfortable feeling, and nobody wants to feel that way. In no, the you shouldn't. You know, and so that's why I think that um, that that people people feel that way. Like, do whatever you got to do, stop the crime. But when we're looking at it from a constitutional perspective, it was it was an issue for yeah. sure, and I could see why they're upset about it. So, um, generally speaking, everybody in your Bellhaven downtown Jackson social circle that is going to benefit from this. Of course, you guys were already in the CCID, correct? Yeah, right. Yeah. So. Uh, have you have you in real life ran into anybody that had a problem with HB ten twenty? Not a single person that I. Uh, now the original version, yes, yes. Uh, yes, I knew lots of people that I they're friends with that uh, legal colleagues. Yes, they had because you know we're all looking at it from a legal perspective, and from a legal perspective, I did have a problem with it. I think that is an issue, and that the those are those arguments were correct, but. From a total safety perspective of this bill, no, I don't think anybody that lives over in Bellhaven Fond or any part of Jackson is concerned about that. I mean, the Capitol Police, from my perspective, have just been a just such a great benefit to us over there. A, a godsend. Yeah, I mean, that's what I feel. You know, we we went to the rodeo this year, and I was talking to one of the fellows that works for Andy, and he said this is the first year that they know of that they've kept records of this stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was zero break-ins. Jeez. Okay. Zero break-ins in the in vehicles and stuff down there, and that's big. That is that's big. I mean, well, you know, at a personal level, I know Bo Lucky really well. He was my investigator for two years at the Attorney General's office. I'm not surprised he's doing such a good job. You know, he's uh, he's also went to law school as well, and and he has really put together a, a team there. From my perspective, what I've seen. Yep. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a break. Come back. I want to dive into the Trump stuff. We we got two hours today. We're gonna hit the Jackson trash stuff. Caller that called. Call back. I threw you on hold there and you hung up before I got to you. 601-879-0002. Hey, we do have one shot fired at you, though. Yeah. Sean, on the Guns and Gear text line, said, uh, if he is scared, why do you vote Democrat then? Why do, I, don't, I don't know that this is necessarily a political party issue, is it? I mean, Not in Jackson. I, well, I, I don't. Because there's not another option. It's going to be just Democrat or bust in Jackson. So right. pick, pick your poison if, if, that's, if, that's your, if that's how you feel about it. But uh, nationwide, I could say... It, they they do seem to be the party of of lawlessness, 
I think there's a fringe element that certainly is, right, that says, yeah. you know, defund the police. But I don't think that's the position of the National Democratic Party. I mean, certainly the president has never said that. And so, but I think there's a, just like, you know, there's a fringe element of the right that thinks Democrats eat babies. I mean, there's just fringe elements. I don't think that. You, do you mean to tell me that Obama, I mean, not Obama, uh, Biden has not had his adrenochrome today? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I kid, I kid. Let's take a break. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios, and this segment is going to be brought to you by Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, uh, I can't talk this morning, guys. Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. Hey, look, you may be asking yourself, well, what all do they offer, Clay? Well, I'm glad you asked. One, they offer adult Jiu-Jitsu taught under Hoist Gracie Black Belt Chance Shepherd. I've known Chance for approaching 30 years. I'm really showing my age here. And uh, he's been kicking butt for that long. Uh, two, they got fitness kickboxing. It's a great non-monotonous workout. Uh, beats the heck out of jumping on a treadmill. I can assure you that. And uh, you get your legs stretched out. Learn how to fight a little bit while you're getting healthy. Also, kids jiu-jitsu. This is what I'm really big on here. And look, it's going to help your kids with confidence, mental focus, and bully prevention. And man, in this day and age, that is so, so important. Teach your kids some lifelong confidence. They walk in the room with their head held high. Uh, they don't feel intimidated. That's a big deal there. Also, women. They have a women's only self-defense class taught by a female instructor. So uh, a no male intimidation atmosphere. Uh, that's big as well. In this day and age, man, there's a lot of nut jobs running around. Everybody should be able to defend themselves. Um, not everybody's comfortable with a gun. So I understand that. And, uh, hey, but if you're comfortable with a gun and you can fight, you got it from both ways. So uh, check them out. The first week is free. The second, uh, if you just decide to stay on after that, just mention that you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show, and you're going to get a 20% discount across the board. Some of the other perks they offer is a 6,000-square-foot facility with 2,400 square feet of training mats, showers, private changing areas, locker rentals, GI, I'm not GI, GI, and laundry service. You know who's had GI problems when you see GI and you say GI. Yeah. <laughs> Gee and laundry service, and they got two locations to serve you, one in Madison on Ridgecrest Drive and one in Pearl at Fairmont Plaza. You can find them online at GracieSouth.com. All right, in the studio with me, Sean Yurtkron. Well, I'm so proud of myself for getting it close enough. I mean, enough. you're doing great. You're getting great. it close enough, man. <laughs> you're doing and, great. Uh, Look, we're we're doing a bit of a law call show today, uh, we're just, and but I want we we spent the first segment kind of priming the pump, introducing you guys to Sean, letting you know what he was about, kind of giving you his resume a little bit, and <clears throat> we talked a little bit about HB ten twenty and how it makes no sense to be against it at this point, and there, nobody is. I, you know, it's kind of funny it, it got passed, and not another word out of the. Uh, I, I'm just going to say this because these are the guys that were fighting it out of the Black Caucus or Chakwe or any of them. It's like they just moved on to the next. The next thing, which appears to be the um, trash issue, and uh, Sean, you, you, you're you're living there. Is your trash piled up? Well, I mean, yeah, we're friends on Facebook, Clay. I think you've probably seen the pictures of my trash can. You know, yes. it's singing all by myself every day. Like it's on it. It's Yeah, that's what it's doing. And it's just I'm waiting to see, you know, how long all this can sit out there for. And you know, trying to trying to make a lot. I feel I feel like it's during COVID. You know, we were making jokes about toilet paper. Yeah. Now we're making jokes about the trash in Jackson. Man, it's just nonstop. So I. I started getting tagged in these posts on Instagram yesterday. People started sending my tagging my Save Jackson page, and 
Uh, they were like, well, you claim to love Jackson. You claim to want to save Jackson. Why ain't you out here uh, helping load the trash up? Well, you know, y'all keep voting for this nonsense. And not only do you keep voting for it, you keep supporting it uh, like your life depends on it. These politicians like Chalkway, like, like Chalkway is above criticism. So when, when your chickens come home to roost and your voting habits have led you to this kind of stuff happening, I don't feel bad for you. The least you can do is get out there and play garbage man. Now, and kudos to the people that are doing it. I'm not, I'm not taking away from you. I mean, I think getting out there and helping your neighbors is a great thing. I would love to see more Jacksonians do that more often. I wish y'all were as passionate about cleaning up crime as y'all were picking up garbage. You're usually busy throwing garbage out, but as life goes. I, I'm with you, Clay. I think that, you know, yeah, I think we were helping Jackson during the water crisis in 21. Everybody was donating water and those kinds of things, and that was great. But this is a self-inflicted wound. I mean, this is not something that, you know, that just a, a freak of, na- you know, a natural disaster. Or yeah, this happened. ain't 30 years in the making. No, no, this is just, this is a self-inflicted wound that didn't, and I was reading Aaron Banks' statement, and I mean, he's exactly right. You know, this is just something that we did to ourselves. It's not, it could have been avoided very easily. Uh, it, oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, when when I started watching it, on, when it when it all started unfolding about about six seven months ago, right, or a year ago now. Actually, I was looking at my Facebook memories about and it, a year. I was, I was making the same garbage jokes a year ago today as I did, you know, as I'm doing right now. So. Well, you sit back and you say, Chakwe had to be sitting there and think to himself, I I have successfully screwed everything in this city up. And somebody, <laughs> well, what about the garbage? What about the garbage? Oh. Sure, you're right. How did I forget about the garbage? How can I screw this up? And he found a new and creative way. And I, you know, I, I legitimately, I hate to just throw around accusations of of corruption, but man, the way this man fought for this garbage contract and for Richard's disposal, when you had a perfectly good setup going with waste management, the way he fought tooth and nail and tried to do it under the guise of what was best for Jackson and what was best for the citizens of Jackson and the taxpayers, there's no way that somebody in the bloodline is is getting a kickback. I've heard everything from his sister owns 25, allegedly owns 25% of the company. Somebody sent me the whole company's uh, legal corporation information. Uh, She's not on it for, for, for the people that asked me if I was able to confirm that. But there are some questionable things on there, like some addresses that are used that are two shotgun houses here in Jackson. Why? You know, why is it? Why is part of this uh, part of this registered to a shotgun house in Jackson? So uh, there there are some questions that deserve some answers. There's no reason the mayor's made such a fit over this. What I'm confused about, and I was talking actually, uh, you know, I think Kingfish is a mutual friend of ours. And yeah, I was talking to him about it yesterday, and uh, about the cart issue. You know, there seems to be like the mayor is fixated on having this mm-hmm. service with a cart, with a 96 gallon cart, and uh, I'm not quite sure why he's for the so, auto pickup. The auto, well, the Richards trucks, and that's what Kingfish and I were talking about. The Richards trucks don't have that capability on them yeah. to do the auto pickup, but they're. I think the the other company FCC did, mm-hmm. and. Um, and it seems like the mayor is fixated on this cart option, however the mechanics of that is going to go. Well, you know, and the irony in that is he's the one that keeps fighting for these Richards employees and making it about them. Well, don't you eliminate the guys on the back of the truck if you replace them with a cart, kind of like a self-checkout at Walmart? I think there's – and I could be – somebody might know this better than I do. I think there's a cart option where the where the truck doesn't actually auto-pick it up, 
where it's a you know the cart you just have a, yeah. a special Jackson cart whoever manufactures those. Oh, that's, and, that, that's something for them to sell and make somebody have to buy. Sounds it? like it to me. Right. Let's take a call real quick. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Hey, Hello. this is Vance Cox. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I wanted to um, say something about the garbage in Jackson. Um, I own a business in waste management dumps. You know, I got the big dumpsters by my store. Uh, and a lot of people, I'm sure, are probably taking them and filling the business dumpsters. Oh, I'm sure. When, when, our, when my dumpster is overfilled, it costs me about 300 bucks. Waste management charges me for an overfilled dumpster. When I had my club downtown there on uh, at the corner of Capitol and Farish, we had that same problem. I put, I put chains and padlocks on my. I had to, I had to okay. customize the dumpster so only I could use the dumpster. Yeah, and so I've it's a pain in the butt. But I've had the same yeah, problem I've, in my I business. I keep mine locked for that same reason. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, you know, in the city of Jackson now, and I'm not sure about how you can do it downtown, but of all the things for Jackson to worry about, a couple of years ago they came through and created an ordinance that if you had a dumpster, it had to be behind a fence. At least at a at a, uh, at a business anyway. They still got that. You got to you got to build a little fence yeah. or enclosure and, area and hide now. the dumpster. Yeah, yeah. Like of all, the, I mean, which I'm cool with, but to me that feels like you skipped all the A, B, C, and D stuff, and when you went straight to X, Y, Z of things to worry about. But <laughs> <laughs> neither here nor there. All right, I just I just want as a business owner myself, I want to ask people in Jackson, don't go fill up businesses dumpsters. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man! I didn't even think about that because you know they're going to do it. All right, brother, take care. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. All right, thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah, that that's another great point there. You know, and and for and for once, I, I don't fault some people because there are there is still a large conglomerate of people in Jackson that did not vote for this. Right, my parents live here. You know, I can assure you, my, my mom and dad didn't go pull the lever for 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 Chalkway. Right. But was there was there another viable option? I mean, they'll, they'll sometimes you just vote for the other for the sake of change. But um, it, it's bad, man. And I, and I will say this, Clay. You know, his dad was mayor for a very short time, as we all know, a year and, or two, something like that. About a year, and yeah. he was doing a good job. I mean, he was doing a good job. He's very. I think it was it surprised a lot of people. Didn't realize how pragmatic he was going to be. You know, and he was doing a good job. So I think maybe. Chokeway played off of that, and that's where you know people voted for him because his dad was doing a good job. That's the only thing I can, you know. Yeah, think of. I mean, I'll be honest. I thought he would have won that first election against Yarber, mm-hmm. and, and and surprisingly, he didn't because I thought he would get it on nepotism a bit, right? And, right. And whatever for whatever reason, people were really unhappy with Yarber by the time he came back around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I forget how how all that worked, you know, the timeline and stuff. Cause right. one, one was a special election, and then one was the sure. the next election. So Yarber wasn't mayor for that long. I think I think Yarber won the uh, won a term in his own right, or maybe not. I, I can't. I'll maybe, yeah, I can't. I, I can't remember it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a blur. Right. I, I do remember uh, Chalkway's dad saying something to the extent of Jackson didn't need any white-owned businesses, and <laughs> a couple of the uh, big car lot owners. By the by, the end of that business day, mm-hmm. I saw him sitting in, at the dealership I worked at in the office, uh, apologizing to. The man I worked for, I won't mention his name, but it, uh, it, it just, that's, that's the kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, and that's what I was kind of alluding to. The uh, you, People had thought that he wasn't going to be pragmatic in what he mm-hmm. was doing to Chokeway Sr., but he was. He ended up, be, I guess once he became mayor, he saw what was going on, what he needed to do to keep the city moving. And, and every, everyone I think you'll talk to in Jackson, for those that short time he was mayor, thought he was doing a, a, a positive job, that the city was moving forward. So I, And again, I think that's maybe why his son was elected.
Yeah, had all the signs already made. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> all right, let, let's take a break. When we come back, let's peel the can. Of, let's peel the onion back on this Trump stuff because I know that's what we talked about doing. As that's the uh, hot button issue. Everybody all day was watching every move, every step, every helicopter fly, every suburban mile going down the road. The Trump, Trump, Trump stuff. I'm interested in it. We'll be right back live on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show, live here in the Clay Edwards Show.com studios with Sean Yurt Curran. You're, you're, you're doing well. You're doing uh, well. I'm trying to keep the train on the tracks here. My, my sister's listening. I think you say it better than she does. So, <laughs> Oh, good. Good. All right. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends Mercy House Auto, Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center down in Crystal Springs, Mississippi. If you're in the market for a ten to $15,000 vehicle, my friends, get down to Crystal Springs to Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. You can shop them online mercyhouseautocenter.com <clears throat> and guys look this ain't your normal car lot you can go and buy a car and you can know that the profits are going to help put fathers back in homes and help beat addictions they're a 501c3 uh, they've got their their mercy house teen challenge center down there in georgetown mississippi uh, they're doing god's work down there and here's the other really cool thing about these guys you got an old car or truck sitting in the driveway not running, maybe it's running. It's just, you know, it's just something, whatever. You just need it to go away. And I never thought I'd be at a point in my life where I had cars, I just needed to go away. But I understand this a little more now. They will come, they'll tow it off, drive it off, whatever. You just got to have a title for it. And you'll get the tax write-off for the amount they sell it for. So you maybe can only get two or $3,000 for this thing on Facebook Marketplace Let's just say they recon it, get it back nice. They're able to sell it for ten thousand. I'm just using round numbers here. You get the tax write off for the amount they sell it for, whether it's eight thousand, ten thousand, whatever. That's huge, especially if you're like a ten ninety nine employee and you have to pay in taxes. Man, that's huge. That is money in the bank. That's real money. Take advantage of that. Give my friends a call today. Seven six nine seven nine eight two seven nine five. Or one more time, just check them out online. Mercy House Auto Center dot Calm, right down there in Crystal Springs, doing the Lord's work, putting fathers back in homes, help beating addiction one car at a time. All right, Sean. Yep. We've talked about Jackson Trash, and I'm sure I'm sure that ain't the end of that conversation. <laughs> uh, I, 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 Not likely. <laughs> no. I was very interested in your opinions on HB 1020. Now, let's go to the Trump stuff. Sure. Now, since this happened, you and I have been talking on, on, in text message and stuff, mm. and you think this is back crap crazy, too. Yeah, I think it's um. You know, let, let me just preface this. Oh, sorry. Let me preface this with I'm I'm not as you know I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. There's no way I would ever vote for Donald Trump. That being said, I think that this has gotten to a point where we're uh, he may be the most investigated person in in American history at this point. It seems like to me, and this is a case that the federal prosecutors declined. And when we're talking about a federal campaign vi- uh, finance violation, and it's something that at the at the at the greatest it really is a misdemeanor maybe or it's not even a crime i mean i kind of did a uh deep uh, dive into it last night and i just <laughs> it's it's hard to see whether he's even really being charged with a crime that's that's the problem that i see yeah, I mean, and, and apparently there's 34 charges. Yeah, but it all relates to the same thing, right? It so, all, it's all the payback to Cohen for the payments to Stormy. 
Yeah. Right. So, and, and Karen McDougal, excuse me. And I, I was listening a little bit yesterday. I had to work yesterday. I kind of had it on in the background trying to make some mental notes. And one of the things was they, this, that they said he was doing, he says, kind of takes this one thing and finds four or five things with it. But mm-hmm. if you just – how legally speaking, if you break one law, how is that multiplied over? What, what is the legalese for that? Well, it's every time he did it. So it's another count. That's where there's 34 counts. So he paid – I think what they did was they – Cohen paid out, I think, 180000 not all to Stormy. It was to the other, I think, Karen McDougal, and I think there was the doorman or something like that that okay. they also paid out. And then they just, like, doubled it, made it, like, 420000 you know, put some on top of that, too, and made it 420000 so it could look like income and he could pay the income tax back on it. Sure. And it was every time the Trump organization issued a check for an invoice that Michael Cohen had you know, issued an invoice for legal services. So every time that happened, they're counting that as one count. So one of the things I heard yesterday, I think maybe it was Tim Pool. I was listening to his live stream of it, and he was saying he just made a good rationale of it from right. the Trump side. Was he goes, man, Trump's a billionaire, probably spends millions of dollars a year in legal expenses, lots of lawyers, this, that, and the other. You get a bill, pay it, right? You know, it, it wouldn't have been off the rails to have gotten a bill for one hundred fifty thousand dollars from Michael Cohen. And you know, if Cohen's job is to make stuff go away, right? Does that fall back on Trump or is that on Cohen? Well, I mean, first of all, Clay, it's not illegal to pay someone for their story. You can, you know, yeah. people do non-disclosure agreements all the time. So that part is is legal. It's the, it's the intent is what Alvin Bragg is saying. Was you know, is he intending to falsify business records to uh, commit a camp a federal federal campaign finance violation? And that there's a there's a, a prosecutor I think in their office that wrote a book about this and said that there's it's a murky legal area too because the um, can state law cover a federal campaign finance violation, a violation of federal law? That was so my next question. That seems can, to be the biggest issue, too, with it, right? Like, can, can, a, can a state prosecute a federal right. case? That's, I mean, that's, that's kind of what we're coming down to here. Yeah, and that's why you know, I was looking at last night. It said, you know, the judge may uh, – judges rarely throw out criminal cases on motion to dismiss. You, they're going to they're gonna let the state put on its case in chief and do what's called a directed verdict at the end of the state's uh, case in chief. But so it may not get tossed on a motion to dismiss, but I don't see how it gets past a directed verdict if you're looking at it that way. And uh, of course, that's going to be a that's going to be a pretty big defeat to um, Mr. Bragg. So explain in layman terms what is a directed verdict? I've heard this used lately. Sure. Okay. The state puts on you've seen TV. State puts on witnesses, and then when the state rests its case in chief. Then the uh, court will rule uh, – well, the, the defense will make a motion for a directed verdict. The court will rule upon that saying the state has not met its burden. Gotcha. So. Th- that happened recently in a big, in a, in a big, big trial. I think the Anthony Fox case – one, one, uh, one of the – I think the, the case that Judge Peterson had, yeah. that she DV – we call it DV – DV'd somebody or DV'd the two other officers. If, that's that, right. that's what I recall. Right? That's right. That's right. You know, I ran into his parents at – my fundraiser Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were so grateful for us keeping it out there and right. and whatnot. I, I, what a sh- what a shame there. And we could talk about that some in the second hour too. Uh, nothing says don't come work here if you're a policeman like that in Jackson. I mean, such a shame. But they did Anthony Fox. But another conversation for another time. Um. This, so this Trump stuff. What you you think it you think it gets thrown out? I think it's a possibility for sure. You know, I think it definitely could happen that way. I think, uh, I think, Mr. Bragg has put himself in a pretty tough position too because this is also could be a misdemeanor. You know, he's he kind of pushed it to the felony level, and you 
you put 12 people back there, they're going to compromise and convict Trump of, of a misdemeanor. If they do convict him of anything at all, I think it would be a misdemeanor, and that's going to be seen as a defeat for Mr. Bragg. So explain to me how this works. It, I, I was under the impression that if if you're charged, they have to they have to the jury has to rule on the charge, right? So mm-hmm. if if they from let's just say this felony, if they if the you're trying to find him guilty or not on the felony, can the jury lower it to a misdemeanor? Sure. I mean, if they get uh, what's called a lesser included instruction, which I'm sure the defense is going to put in a misdemeanor instruction. Gotcha. Uh, the state sometimes do it. We used to call it uh, flying with a net, you know, in case that our care. Kind of a, sa- fel- a safety yeah, net. Yes, a safety net. So, that you know, if, like I'm trying a murder case, I'd put in a manslaughter instruction just in case that I wasn't going to be able to con- prove it beyond a reasonable doubt that it was murder. I might be able to do so with manslaughter. I, I gotcha. Okay, right. that, that, that makes more sense because I was kind of like – well, I mean, that's kind of all or nothing, right? You know, on this felony thing, and then a misdemeanor—that's just a fine and move on. The, okay, let's get into the nuts and bolts of the what this does for politics moving forward. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's what everybody keeps going to—the cultural war stuff, all that. And again, if y'all have any questions or comments about this, you've got a golden opportunity to speak to a, 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 a former practicing lawyer, a former prosecutor. A guy that can answer any of these questions for you. So you don't have to be Facebook lawyers. You can get some real answers here about all of this. And this is a guy not pulling for Trump that is on Trump's side, sort of, on this, just from a legal perspective. So this is a rare, rare opportunity to get your questions properly answered. 601-879-0002. If I'm Democrats, I am more powerful Democrats. I am doing all I can to call this dude and say, stop this before they come for us next. Because this crap is going to roll downhill. And it feels like the guardrails have been taken off. And they keep saying, this is a, nobody's above the law, nobody's above the law. Well, you're about to find out nobody's below it either. Well, I mean, Clay, I think you and I were talking about this on Facebook the other day. This The, the rails have been off for a while in our politics. I yeah. mean, the Bush administration went after Democratic trial lawyers for years. In our own state, Oliver Diaz, a great guy, it was on the Supreme Court, Dunlap him and indicted him for bribery. He beat that. Then he pulled out a tax evasion indictment. He beat that. So I mean, it's it's been done on both sides. This is not new. It's it's a it's a it's 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 a game played by both sides. Yeah, and I, you, you brought that up, and I was like, man, that was just before I was plugged in enough to mm-hmm. to know. So that that is interesting. There, let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, it's sad, Clay, that we have a president in this country that's being indicted, and and in the past, just about every president could have been indicted. Obama did a shady deal with Tony Resco. Bill Clinton lied under oath. Uh, uh, Ronald Reagan, Iran Contra. So you know, illegal arms to them. Same way with George H.W. Bush. This right here is just crazy. What it does opens a Pandora's box for a county prosecutor, a city attorney in Texas or Florida or anywhere else to pop off and say, y'all know what, guys? Joe Biden did this. I'm going to go ahead and prosecute his butt when he gets that office. Well, that's, that's what we're saying. I mean, this is going to open up a new chapter or a, a very a, a very dangerous chapter in American p- political right. history because Donald, when you start going after Donald your political Trump, enemies at this high of a level, it's going to get ugly. Donald Trump will be found guilty. He would be like, I mean, in New York City. He would be like David Duke getting tried in Jackson. He's found guilty before he even gets in the courtroom. 
Right. Now, one of the that things way. Sean brought up is uh, the first thing you got to do is go for a change of venue. And uh, we were, I'm going to get to that. So, all right, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Y'all have a great day. You too. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he, he mentioned that That's because right. I wanted to get to the change of venue. You brought this up to me. Mm. He's like, the first thing you got to do is go to change of venue. At what point in this process does that happen? Uh, it could it could happen any time now. I think they could file for it right now. I don't know what the procedure in New York is, but you know, since the indictment, he's yeah, I could think about right now. The only problem, again, I think we discussed this. Let's say you file a change of venue. What place in America has not heard of this case? Sure. What person doesn't have an opinion of Donald Trump? Somebody does. Somebody. I mean, everybody. Everybody's got an opinion of Donald yeah. Trump. And I don't know. You know, when you're doing Vordire, which is picking the jury, you ask that. Those are some of the first questions you ask. You're like, have any of you heard of this case? Uh, if you have heard of it, can uh, have you formed an opinion of the case? If you have formed an opinion, can you be a fair and impartial juror based upon that opinion that you formed? Right. Well, uh, again, I don't think anybody in America doesn't have an opinion of Donald Trump one way or the other. Sure. Either you love the guy or you're going to hate him. So oh, he's uh, the definition of polarizing. Uh, he's probably the most polarizing politician we've had in the last hundred years. I I can't think of you. Maybe you could think of one. No. I can't think of anybody else. Not in my lifetime. Right. So, I mean, more so than Obama, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, this so, is the guy. So the point, I mean, it, from a, I understand from a uh, from, from a layman term, from a layman's perspective, why you'd want to move it out of New York City. That sure. sounds great. All right, let's move it out of New York City. They hate Trump there, right? Or this large portion of people do. And but from a legal, what does a judge look at on a change of venue? It's just that you you need a non tainted jury. Yeah, you want to you want to find a jury that you know hasn't obviously hasn't heard. Normally, it's you want to find one that hasn't heard as much about the case. We did that. I tried a case about ten years ago. It's a death penalty case. Uh, James Hutto, who killed a, a lady in in Clinton, an mm-hmm. elderly lady, and we changed venue to Oxford, where they hadn't heard about the case. Now everybody here had heard about it yeah. ten years ago, but we were able to successfully move it to Oxford, where where nobody had heard about the case. Well, that's kind of hard with Donald Trump, right? Because yeah. I mean, again. You know, twenty-four hour cable news. He's the former president. There's nobody that has not heard so, about it. So, so a judge is going to sit there and say, "There's no point in moving it because you're not going to find an impartial jury that or, or an untainted jury somewhere." I think that's you know, I think that's partially true. I think he could also move it, saying that you know, we're gonna we're gonna move it anyway and at least try because Trump is from Manhattan. Yeah. That may be a factor. I've, I've never heard of that being a factor before. But maybe it is. Um, it, it's possible, but I think again that just goes back to the main issue. Wherever you move it. People are going to have opinions on this because he's Donald Trump. There's nobody that's not going to have an opinion. Let's take a break. We'll be right back on The Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. Hey, we only got about one minute before the top of the hour news break. You guys have sent in a ton of great questions on the Guns and Gear text line and and so much more. So we're just going to kind of shoot the breeze here for one minute. We're going to get in. We got a lot of stuff. You know, one of the things we were just talking about off air, and um, Sean, you're going to have about 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, why did Trump even – pay this off i mean like mm-hmm. would it have made it looking back in hindsight would it have even made a difference like i, I made my mind early on i was electing a president not a pope or a preacher i didn't I, I didn't care if he paid off a porn store i didn't care if he was grabbing them by the p i didn't none of i did not care at that point i wanted somebody that was not business as usual right exactly that's what that's what i, I think i posted on facebook last night too i don't understand where the Trump team, let's say he did do this. I think he did. I think we all probably think he did. But why they felt the need to clean up his image, this is who he was. This right. is this is. Hold that thought. We'll be right back here at, at 8.07 on The Clay Edwards Show. All 
All right, welcome back in. It's hour number two of the Clay Edwards Show. Coming at you live in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios. And I am joined in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios by Sean Yurtkron. He was a former prosecutor here in Hines County, as well as a uh, no longer a practicing lawyer, but he's still got his law card. He can still lay the law down. And we're discussing some Trump stuff. And we're going to get right back to that in just a second. I want to welcome back to the show as a sponsor. This one's really cool to me. These guys, this is a service that I use regularly and often, probably more than I should to claim to be on a diet like I am. But uh, I guess they can deliver healthy food, too. I just never get healthy food delivered. This is take-a-break deliveries, locally owned, locally operated, legitimately great customer service. They are the Chick-fil-A of food delivery services. They're located uh, all throughout central Mississippi now. You can get food delivered anywhere check them out online takeabreakdeliveries.com download the app and here's the cool thing if you download the app they send out a daily notification for anywhere from three to five dollars off with a discount code that pays your delivery fee so you're just about getting the food delivered for free uh at that point just but hey tip those drivers they're they are really really good folks you will get to you will get to know your driver on a first name basis here's something else that's really cool about take a break deliveries they don't pick up seven or eight orders at one time and just and then work the map like this person, we're just going to drop them off, yada, yada, yada. The drivers pick up one order at a time and take it straight to you. So your food comes fresh and hot. And that matters, especially if you order some fried food. And um, you don't want it all soggy and all that by the time it gets there. Take a break deliveries. Takeabreakdeliveries.com. Locally owned, locally operated. Uh, one of our uh, sp- other sponsors here on the Clay Edwards Show, Acme Pizza, is available on Take a Break Deliveries. Again, thank you to Keith and the team. Really, really excited to have you all back on the show. Uh, all right, Sean. Yep. We left off. We were talking about um, what – like, it just didn't – I guess hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Right. And he was, in a, he, was in a, he was in a fight with Ted Cruz at the time, talking about Trump. It was going to be, you know, going into the Republican primary. There was a lot, you know, a lot of people don't remember. There was a lot of discussion of would the Republicans even allow him to be the candidate, even if he won, they could still name somebody else if they chose to. And there was going to, I think there was going to be an uprising in the legal system. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but. Right. That was after the convention, well, before the convention, excuse me. But I think the uh, payoffs happened once he was the nominee in October, right? Okay. Yes. I had to go back and look at all the timeline. I'm glad you did. Yeah. yeah, Actually, I just looked it up last night. I didn't remember either, (laughs) man. I had to look it up. And uh, the uh, payoff, I think it was like around October 7th. Yeah. And once he was the nominee, but that was around the time that Access Hollywood tape came out. The grab him by the P. And there was, right. And from what I've read, I'm sure you've read it too, there was real discussions in the Republican community about replacing Trump with Mike Pence as, as the as yeah. a candidate. I, I don't know how they were going to do that. Uh, maybe Stephen Dutroska can answer that. I don't know how the party yeah. would do that. But um, but anyway, and so I think that they were nervous about the Access Hollywood tape and how bad that was. And then so they said, okay, well, the Trump team decided, well, we need to you know keep Stormy and Karen McDougal and this doorman, I think, is the other thing, that quiet. So I don't remember McDougal and doorman. I guess the Stormy thing was just so big. Right, that, sure. She's a porn you know, star, right? And he doesn't love that, right? That's yeah. the, I mean, everybody's just... It's a great story. It it, it, uh, it writes itself. Trump, porn star. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, all, all that. But, yes, yeah, so I, I, again, I, I've told my dad this a bunch of times in just our conversations. Um, well, first off, women listening, men, we talk terrible <laughs> when it's just us. 
I'm just telling you, we say completely ridiculous things that we would never say around y'all. Right. And when Trump says it was locker room talk, man, it's not. It's, it's riding in the car talk. It's us talking in the studio between commercial breaks. I'm not saying we were. I'm just making an example. It's everywhere. That's just how guys talk. And it, it, I don't care how much of a Christian you are. Um, when 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 guys start talking about girls, we lose our minds. And uh, and it sucks that it got caught on tape. It is what it is. But I, I told my dad a bunch. I'm not voting for a preacher. I'm voting for a guy to lead this country out of whatever direction it's going. I was really, really unhappy after eight years of Obama. Frankly, after eight years of George Bush, then eight years of Obama. But I was a uh, die-in-the-wool Fox News conservative through uh, the early 2000s, post-9-11, all that stuff, waving my flag. You know, got tricked right into supporting a war that I would never support now. Yeah. <clears throat> I just, it was just time for change. And Trump represented that change. I told you during the break. I'm sure you've heard me say this before. Everybody that listens to this show has heard me say this. It's not my fault that Trump connects better with me than any other politician has in my lifetime. That a billionaire from New York City connects better with a blue-collar, uh, borderline white trash Mississippi conservative. Better than any other politician in my lifetime. It says a lot about the inability of previous politicians to connect with blue-collar Mississippi and any anybody else. And Trump somehow did that. I don't know if it was just cutting it, cutting through and saying it's going to be no bull. I'm going to say what's on my mind. Maybe it's the fact a lot of us grew up as – I go back to 90s wrestling a lot. Mm-hmm. Guys like Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Rock, guys that just said what we wish we could say. Right. And Trump did that. you know, And it just connected. So it, I say all that to say I don't understand why he would pay off the porn star because it wouldn't have mattered. To most people. Yeah, I think, um, and I, I know I've texted you this before, trying to get you to watch Bill Maher. You know, Bill, he's my, I know he's a liberal. He's my favorite. I, I and and uh, he said something, to, you know, he talks about this on his show. He did, I think about a year ago, he said that what people don't realize is that the country looks at it like there's a party on the West Coast, there's a party on the East Coast, and the rest of us ain't invited to that. Mm-hmm. And Trump spoke to those people that weren't invited to that party. Yeah, I listened to that. He, that was, he nailed it. Right, and I think that's got a lot to do with it. They feel like, hey, man, I'm being left out. Everybody's making money in California. Everybody's making money in New York, and I'm sitting here in Nebraska, and I'm, I'm broke. Yep. And Trump was able to talk to those people. All right, let's, uh, I got a good text here on the Guns and Gear text line. Let's see. This is from, from Brandy. Uh, Brandy says, <clears throat> New York filed a lawsuit in September against Trump. As, a, as well as his company and senior managers for misrepresenting the company's financial position for economic benefits. That case is supposed to go to trial in the fall. Will that case be affected by the outcome of this one? I wouldn't think so. I, don't, I, thought, I thought that case went to trial, didn't it? I, I, I have to look that up, but I thought that the financial they, case against the Trump organization, yeah. I think that they, didn't they find them guilty? Yeah, I thought they, they found, that's or, what I thought. So is, is there another one? I remember they uh, not as far as there guilty. may be, I don't know. I, but I, I thought the other one, they did find them guilty. Right. Got it. All right, let's pull up the Guns and Gear text line here. And so I have to hit reload sometimes. Uh, the, a lot of the other stuff here is people kind of going back and forth on uh, stuff other presidents have done. And I think <laughs> right. we can, for the sake of not getting caught up in the mud, we can all agree that other presidents broke the law. And if we're going to go after Trump, we could absolutely go after Clinton and Bush and Obama and every other president prior. I'm sure Reagan, as much as I love Ronald Reagan, I'm sure Reagan had his hands on some things that could put him in jail. 
uh, by today's standards as well. You got to do some shady stuff to be president, I guess. That's just the way it is, right? I mean, I mean to be to achieve that amount of power, right? You've stepped on some people along the way. Sure, you sure. Mean, you make enemies when you start living in that rarefied air. Mm-hmm. You made as many enemies as you have friends to get there because somebody else you stepped over somebody to get there. You right. beat somebody else, and dudes don't like getting beat. You stepped over Ted Cruz. You know now he's just kissing your butt, and uh, <laughs> but he's really secretly upset with you for. Making fun of his wife. So. <laughs> and, and saying his dad killed Kennedy. That was my favorite. Now, that is my favorite like political statement of all time, that Ted Cruz's dad was involved in the John F. Kennedy assassination. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I, as much as I don't like Trump, I, he does deserve a medal for that one. That was great. Now, you know, and if for nothing else, <laughs> that Ted had to defend it. Right. <laughs> it, is, it's, it's, it was amazing. Oh, I tell you, and I, I, you know, I was one of these guys, and I've, I've come back uh, where I can tolerate Ted Cruz a little bit, but man, coming out of that, that, those primaries, right? I mean, Ted Cruz took a beating. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as his reputation and just what his wife did too. I mean, Trump was all over her, right? And making fun of her. I remember that yeah. was one of the things. And yeah, I mean, it was a he was yeah he was going after him. But you know, Ted is Ted is definitely the definition of I'm for sale, right? I mean, yeah. that's got to. I think Trump was going to win that fight between the two of them. Trump comes across as much more authentic, and Ted is just whatever you want. You know, Ted to be. I think. You know, kind of going back to some of that, and again, guys, any of y'all want to talk about any of this stuff, it's all on the table, 601-879-0002. Um, talking about Ted Cruz, I, I tell you, even as a I, – I used to be one of these guys who would def- jump online, and every time there was a culture war, Republican, Democrat thing, I would defend the Republican. You know, I, the, the thing that kind of broke me on that was Ted Cruz – Deciding to go down to Jamaica or Mexico or wherever. <laughs> during the ice storm, right. During the ice storm. Flying Ted is what they called him, remember? I was like, Flying you know, Ted. <laughs> I was like, look, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it if I couldn't afford to. I'm just saying, bro, it's a bad look. Oh, his excuse was the best, too. He said, well, my little girls just wanted to go on vacation. I'm like, okay, man, well, you know, people are dying and freezing to death, and you're the senator from that state, and you're going mean, to go to Mexico. Sometimes you got to look at optics. Yeah, I mean, it just was a really bad look. I mean, just like Tate Reeves here telling everybody, you know, when we still had the mask mandate, and he's, okay. a, he's at the White House not wearing a mask. Right, right. I mean, I think a lot of governors got caught up in that, though, didn't there? Wasn't yeah. there oh, there was a bunch of them. A bunch of them got caught up in their, uh, their own, uh, you know, breaking Hypocrisy. their own rules. Right, right. Uh, I got breaking rules when necessary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's see here, man. Reagan can chimes in this morning and says on the Guns and Gear text line, if you want to reduce crime, let us make lives of all criminals cheaper. If a shoplifter is shot in the store while shoplifting, the shooter should not be held responsible civility or criminally civilly or criminally not that there should be a trial but it but if it can be proven that the deceased was shoplifting the accused should be automatically absolved of all responsibility and should be reimbursed for all legal fees and given punitive damages from the from the perps estate the problem with that is most of these perps don't have an estate yeah right you know these guys out robbing store i mean all that sounds great i get it but and I'd be I'd be all for public executions and everything, you know. But I do believe, and you got to let the legal system work itself out. And I know somebody's going to call in and say, "Clay, that is not what you said." Sometimes you said we should kill Democrats and da da da. I know, but I mean, but real talk, you got to let the legal system play itself out because there are too many people that are innocent in jail because of mm-hmm. bad. And you look yeah. no further than the Donald Trump stuff. You got a guy that we all believe is innocent being tried. 
for something that we feel like is a witch hunt. If people decide to go on political witch hunts and then we just start killing folks, that puts us in a bad place. Plus, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't want some random person to be able to pick and decide whether I was committing a crime or not, right? And shoot me for it. Like, what if I was yeah. just picking up some gum and taking it to the register, and I'm gonna get whacked for that? Like, yeah. I don't. I mean, I, like, I think that's why we. That's why we got a, a legal system. I mean, if anything, we can all disagree on. We have policy disagreements and those sorts of things. But I think at a base level, we all agree the government's number one function is to protect us, right? Yeah. To, to protect protect the citizens. I mean, that's what the government is set up to do, to, ha- to have a legal system, to have a, a police system. That's what it, you know, when so it does so anything else. Civility. civility, right. It does. I mean, if it doesn't do anything else, it needs to do those things. And that's, that's why we have, otherwise, why do we need it? I mean, there's no point of having it. No, no, exactly. All right, look, let's take a break real quick. Come back. Oh, no, hold on. We got a phone call. We got a phone call. Hey, hey, I'm sorry. You're on there. Hello. Hey, you're on there. Hey, Mr. Clay. Hey, how's it going, I, brother? I love hearing you show. I'm going to throw a little dime out there, nugget for y'all to talk about in the future, about Donald Trump. A lot of people don't pay attention. I'm going to throw this out there, all right? Back when uh, he first took office, when he won the, the presidency, 2 a.m. in the morning, 6 a.m. the next morning, the Jewish Sanhedrin in Israel contacted him and asked him to be part of the rebuilding of the Third Temple in Jerusalem. He accepted it. The Jews has never asked anybody in the last 1,900 years to do that. They still yet to ask anyone other than Donald Trump to be part of the Third Temple, and to do that, you'd have to be uh, in head of the U.S. military to be able to go over to Jerusalem and build a Third Temple. And he's, uh, Israel and uh, the Jewish Sanhedrin are still wanting him to build a Third Temple, and so he has to be in office to do that. And he's going to be eighty; he's not going to live forever. He ain't going to run for president when he's ninety-five. The Jews are still asking him to do it. Now also. Gave him uh, Trumpville down there in the West Bank. And if you think that's a coincidence, you're crazy. Trump's not going anywhere. Y'all finish seeing him bounce up like a basketball and come back. Well, Do a sure. little research in Israel history. He's going to help build a third temple, guys. He's going nowhere. Trump? I'm not saying as a Trump supporter. As a historian. He's coming back, brother. Y'all have a good one. I'm out. Thanks. Right. Trump 2024. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a break real quick. I want to hear from everybody. 601-879-0002. This is the Clay Edwards Show, joined live in the com studios by Sean Yurtkaran. And I have to look at the name every time to make sure I get it right. It is a mouthful, but I'll get used to it. I do, to too. Uh, I have to look at it, too. I'm not going to lie. All these years. Hey, 43 years later. Hey, and what's really exciting, we're going to be doing this every Wednesday. So whatever the big trial of the week is or whatever legal questions we have, you guys are going to be able to call in, get some get some free legal advice. Now, I ain't saying take it, but you can get it. <laughs> well, I'd call it answering legal questions, not advice. Okay, yeah. You need to consult your own attorney answering, about anything I say. Answering please. legal questions. Yeah, I, like yeah. Right. I don't want to get sued, right? <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. All right. Bye. <laughs> Come back into the Clay Edwards Show. Live here in the com studios. And this segment is going to be brought to you by Watkins Construction and Roofing, your go-to roof repair specialist right here in central Mississippi. Hey, look, guys, I've been talking about this. I'm trying to beat this drum pretty loud for y'all. Big hailstorms came through last week. If your car got hail damage, if your mailbox got hail damage, if you have hail in your yard, your roof got hail damage. You need to give them a call. Let them come out give you a complimentary roof repair estimate and uh, let them see what's going on, a roof inspection, I mean, and just make sure everything's good, see what's not. Maybe you just got a busted shingle or two. Maybe you got some real damage up under there on the wood and all that. 
So let them come out. and not going to cost you anything. Give them a call today or check out their website, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. And the phone number is 601-966-8233. 601-966-8233. Watkins Construction and Roofing. They are your hometown roofing experts. And I always talk about it, but, man, these guys are always giving back in the community. Anytime you go somewhere, they're there doing their part, and that means a lot. So Watkins Construction and Roofing. All right, Sean. Yep. We've hit a bunch of stuff this morning, man. Yeah. Um, been all over the place. Let's uh, let's go to the Guns and Gear text line. People have been texting. John just says, ask your guy if he knows any employee employment attorneys that are local. Well, that's another thing. I am not allowed by the uh, ethics rules to recommend anyone. Recommend anybody. Um, and I'll, but I'll look into it. I'll see if I can. I don't know if I can do that off air or not. Let me let me yeah. let me check check the rules. Yeah, I, if you I'm not get, allowed to recommend any attorneys. If you and, want to throw me some names privately, I'll pass them. I'll <laughs> right, pass them right, right, sure, sure. Uh, let's see here. Back to the uh, the other text line. Uh, Reagan can says, um, "Why don't we posthumously charge JFK for stealing the election in 1960?" <laughs> Which he did, kind of. I mean, if you think about it, that is that is not inaccurate. Uh, you know, I, as I say, the the Democrat double standard. <laughs> well, somebody somebody chimed in on the last caller and said, "What in the hell is he talking about? Hook him up with Master D. Uh, Master D's our local conspiracy theorist. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, the guy that called in. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. Master P's and uh, the Black Israelite stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yes. gotcha. So gotcha. let's see here. Amber text in. This is a good question here. She goes, does Capitol Police have its own dispatch? Like if I'm in Capitol Police jurisdiction and call 911, does it go to their own dispatch or people of JPD or JPD dispatch? Uh, all that goes to JPD right now. Um, I can get you Capitol Police's number, and I, I've had it, and I told everybody else to save it in their phone one day, and I did not save it in mine. Me either. That's what they told us. And, you know, I live in Bellhaven, obviously, and they told us to save the number. But I've got Bo's number, so yeah. Bo Lucky's number, so I'm just going to text him and hey, harass him. You know? um, uh, Sean with Capitol Police, if you're listening right now, please text me that number in, and uh, I will get that to everybody again because I think that is good information. All right, kind of going back to some of the Trump stuff here. John says Clinton got paid eighty eight hundred and fifty thousand payoff, something about an Arkansas legal payoff in Arkansas. Clinton broke federal campaign law. If he gets found, talking about Trump, if he gets found guilty on one felony charge, does that take him out of the race? I think so. Right. I think if he's if you, I think you're convicted as a uh, convicted felon, I don't think you can run for, for I president. I'd have to double check that though, but. Yeah, I don't think, but I don't know for sure. But I think it does. I think the intention of this, more so than that, is to keep Trump distracted, is to keep Trump off the campaign, have him tied up in court. I don't think it, but with with everything, I don't think this goes to court before. Yeah, I I think it's going to be hard to to do that. There's, I think, what a August eighth and a December fourth date right now. Is it? But I don't know if it keeps him distracted. I don't. I think Trump. The way he is about everything, as we've all seen over the last decade now, especially since his involvement in politics, mm-hmm. is that this kind of stuff is kind of like his ang- – it's like he's kind of like the Incredible Hulk, right? Yeah. Like this he gets like, like anti-kryptonite. And then he just turns into the Hulk when you give yeah. him like all this stuff. He just gets even more powerful. So I don't know that this is going to distract him as much as it's going to energize him. You know, and that's a really good point because you would think at this point Democrats or the, or the anti-Trump folks or from both sides would say, Let, let's not – get his base fired up anymore because right. I'll, be, I'll be honest if i'm just being 100 percent transparent here 
I was kind of on the DeSantis train a few months ago. You know, like, man, let's see how this shakes out. You know, I yeah. mean, I'm still going to vote for Trump's the guy. I'm going to vote for Trump. Sure. But, you know, I was kind of at the, you know, maybe, maybe it's time to, let's, maybe it's DeSantis' turn. Mm-hmm. And then all this stuff starts coming out about Trump. I'm like, no, we, we got to ride or die with Trump till this rides itself out. They're just firing up his base because, again, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it ain't just about Trump. And this is the part that I don't think they understand nationally. Trump represents a big portion of us. We feel like that's our guy. We feel like an attack on Trump is an attack on us. And every time they, they attack Trump, it just gets us more fired up. Right. And it obviously gets Trump more fired up. Um, I've got the number for Capitol Police's uh, direct dispatch. It's 601-359-3125. 601-359-3125. Thank you, Casey, for sending that in. And let me hit save. Contact. <laughs> you know, back to that with DeSantis, too. I think, you know, it's kind of like DeSantis was the, you know, the pretty new girl, right? Everybody like, oh, we're going to go to DeSantis. He's Trump without all the baggage. But then he, you know, goes on this book, book tour to Iowa and everybody's like, wait a second, this guy can't retail politics. He, you know, he's not good at glad handing. He's not good at uh, connecting. Like you were talking about Trump mm-hmm. connecting with you earlier. He's not really good at that. That's been all the articles that have been released over the last few weeks. And now you got Trump energized and the way he is good at that kind of stuff. I think Ron DeSantis is probably going to go the way of Scott Walker. Do you remember who Scott Walker yep. is? Yep. You know, well, not many people do. He was the front runner in 2016. When, governor from Ohio. Uh, or, uh, see, Wisconsin. Nobody Wisconsin. remembers him. I was yeah. telling people this the other day. Nobody remembers Scott Walker. Yep. But he was the big guy. Like, Scott Walker is going all the way, and nobody remembers him. So I think DeSantis is kind of now that he's exposed to a national campaign or getting exposed to a national campaign. You're, you know, It's starting to fall a little bit apart. And, then, and you've got Donald Trump, who just now is becoming an unstoppable force due to this indictment and those kinds of things. It's very interesting to watch play out. Right, you know, because it's 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 like handing somebody a gun and them shooting themselves with it. Yeah, it's like why would you why would you keep giving this guy more, especially on something so frivolous? Right, right. That that's the thing. It, it would be it would be one thing, Sean, if this was a legitimate thing, like he had done something really really shady and that's legitimately a felony. I mean, would I still question it because of of how over investigated he is? Mm-hmm. Like if it was something with his taxes. Or, or let's just say some, January 6th, right? Let's say yeah. Trump issued an order that to take the Capitol. Let's yeah. say that there was evidence that Donald Trump issued an order to take the Capitol. I, I'd say prosecute him today. Do what you got to do. Whatever you got to do, get him. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there was a, a, a evidence for that, yes. I would not be on the train of, oh, we don't need to do this. Yeah. But this to me is like, okay, Donald Trump jaywalked, and yeah. now we're prosecuting him. It's, 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 it's getting a bit absurd. It's just no, you know. Like he got on there last night in his speech, and he ran off all the all the investigations. He opened it up with that. I thought it was just textbook right. twenty sixteen Trump. No, really, more like twenty fifteen Trump. Yeah, right. You know, pre pre election, and it just ran off all the things: the the Ukraine phone call, the the Russia nonsense, the PP gate, all these these investigations, the Durham stuff, and is it was it Durham? The Durham investigation. Oh, that was. I think that's a conservative investigation, the Durham investigation. Yeah, I get right. it. I, I, I get There's them so all. many investigations, we don't really know what's going on at the time. So. I mean, this 24-hour news cycle <laughs> is hell. It's like it's all you hear for you know a little while is one thing, and then boom, it's on to the next thing. What's the next shiny toy? Right, right. You know? That's the yeah, exactly. But it's um. But yeah, Trump. Again, I just don't know why they would throw gas on the fire. I, 
I don't. You know, I mean, he like is he likes to say, and I like to say because you know, again, of course, I don't like him. Uh, you know, he got beat by a guy that was running a campaign out of his basement. I mean, and just let it take the win there. He got beat down, and then let him run again. That's the way we do things in this country. Like we let we 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 attack it at the ballot box. That's the right way. If people want to reelect Donald Trump, that's their business. If they want to reelect Joe Biden, that's their business. I, you know, I think it's I think that's we need to leave this to the voters though. Yeah. Barring something like he issued an order on January sixth. Now, if he did that, get him. But yeah. if he didn't, if we don't have, if there's nothing like that. You know, again, like I said, prosecuting him for jaywalking or hooking up with a porn star and not wanting his wife to find out about it is a little is a little insane. Yeah. Now, obviously, I disagree with what you said about uh, Biden beating him. Uh, <laughs> right. I figured I, you would. Right. You know. But I mean, uh, for the for the sake of uh, for the sake of arguing, we're just not going to agree on that. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, mean, we, we, I didn't we, think we would. No, nothing I'm going to say is going to change your mind. No. And, and right. Vice versa. <laughs> yeah. So we, we we're going to it's going to be one of those we agree to disagree things. Sure. But but I, but I'm glad you brought that up. And on the other side of this break, I want to get into this because Democrats have figured out how to take advantage of this ballot harvesting and all these things that are legal. And I've been saying forever, why, instead of stopping it, conservatives need to just start doing it. And they have done it, actually. I think I've sent you the case where just recently that was in North Carolina where they, yeah. they got prosecuted for that. I believe that was a ballot harvesting, Maybe, harvesting case. Well, where it's legal, we need to do it. And, uh, you know, once the rules of engagement have been changed by the enemy, you have to follow those rules. It's okay. Uh, well, unless you're Trump, of course. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be right back live on 103.9 WYAB. This is The Clay Edwards Show. Making rules when necessary. And that's what we're about to do real quick because Sean ain't got but a few more minutes with me. We're going to pivot away from the Trump stuff. Uh, we agree on more than we disagree on, on, on this. So I want to thank Sean for answering all those questions. Sean, we were just talking during the break about the, about the just sheer incompetence in Jackson. Mm-hmm, right. And I was like, you know what? Change of direction. I want, I want to end my time with you talking about this. Sure. <clears throat> um, I saw on Facebook Live yesterday guys that have tried to take me to task over me talking about Jackson and not being boots on ground doing anything anymore, this, that, and the other. I saw some of those very people. Hell, I'll name one of them. Gerald Jabot. He owns another radio station here in town. Mm-hmm. He, on Facebook Live, took his garbage and threw it at City Hall <laughs> yesterday. Where is that? A, there's a, is, it, is there still a video of that? I'll send it to oh, you. Thank you. I'd love to see I'll that. I will send it to you. I may be doing that today, this afternoon. So yeah, I want to and, get some and, tips. And I 100% encourage stuff like that. You know, okay. fight City Hall. You know, stand up for the let folks know you've had enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, that should transcend any racial barriers, any political barriers. We have got a bunch of very incompetent people running Jackson. And for the longest time, Absolutely. Sean, I thought they were just corrupt. Right. I said, what is their master plan? And then I realized there's just a lot of there's just, the smart people have left the room. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's I think that's what's happened. We've uh, we've just we've seen a level of incompetence to, to the likes. I don't think the city. I don't know if any city's ever seen it. I mean, think about it, Clay. Look what we got. We've got a water issue that was caused by improper staffing of the plant. Yep. This wasn't an issue based. We all know the pipes are messed up. Yep. We, we all know that. Everybody been, everybody can agree that they, some of that stuff been down there a hundred years. Yeah, I sent you the map of the, the pipes. I mean, some of them are you know turn of the century a little yeah. bit before that. I mean, so we can all agree that was a problem. We'll but give you stop. the benefit of the doubt. We know that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that is. Those pipes are messed up, and that's not the fault of the current administrations. 
But what is the fault is when you're staffing a water plant. Yep. You can do that competently. They didn't want to do that. Then we also have an issue with JPD where there's not enough officers. I think we were just talking about in the break that there was a 1997 study that had it at 500 officers. And I'll, I'll look that up for next time. But yeah. And we're down to under 200. Is yeah. that right I now? Mean, that's, that's under 200 boots. I mean, investigators, staff. The whole nine yards. And we're talking about a study from 26 years ago. Yeah. I mean, that, I graduated high school in 1997. That's how long ago this was. It was still safe. I, I was still cruising up and down and hanging out at gas stations on McDowell Road. Right. And and I, it, I used to work at the Papa John's on McDowell Road yeah. in the, that t- time era. So, yeah, you could do that back then, sure. You know, to tell you, so, and so that's to say it was a relatively safer city then, mm-hmm. where now you, you, you probably need a 1,000 officers just to tighten the buckle up a little bit right i mean i think that estimate from 20s again 26 years ago in a a markedly different jackson yeah i think that right we're going to need you know seven eight hundred officers but we don't even have that now and that's gotten worse since uh chokeway's been mayor obviously and then of course now we have this self-inflicted trash debacle I, i i don't know i mean is there any more news that can make us more of a national joke? I can't think of anything because you know, we had the water problems, and then now we're having this trash thing. And, 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 and don't forget the water problem. is multi- There's levels to this, as they like to say. Right. It started out where they couldn't even bill you for your water. Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, it's been right. I mean, it's just multi-levels of, uh, of water chaos. Can't bill. Then they finally figure out, well, we're just going to bill people who live in certain areas. Yeah. You know, people who check off certain boxes. And, you know, my parents got a $5,000 water bill at one point <laughs> and, and told you, you got to pay it or we're cutting your water off. I paid my water bill yesterday, Clay, and I, I, was, I was about to write, you know, a, a cuss word on the check, you yeah. know, like, because I'm like, why? And that's another issue. You know, I was talking to my friends about this weekend. Why am I paying for sanitation that I'm not, service I'm not getting? And back when I couldn't use the water, why was I paying for that? When you go to, in my mind, when you go down to the Metro Center and you sign up for water and trash services, that's a contract you're creating with the city. Yeah. And, I mean, I could be wrong, but that's the way I feel about it. Oh, and if I they're not that. serving you, you, then why am I paying for it? Okay. Can people sue politicians over the breaking of a contract like that? I've never seen that. Well, I guess, you know, the, I've seen them sue politicians, but I think, but I've, I don't think so. I'd have to look that up. I'm not 100% sure about that. I mean, can you, sue, so, can you sue your leaders over their sheer incompetence? I think there's a rule against that, as far as I know, Clay. Of course, that's something I've never done before. They're kind but, of identified. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the student loan thing is kind of an example of that, where they had to, you know, the uh, state of Missouri, I think, had to have standing, which they're having it. That's the main crux of the argument there, that they lack standing in that case. Because if so, we'd just sue every politician everybody, every time you pass something that, we didn't like, you know. Yeah, because you know you're going to have to say that because right now people are paying on paying on their water bill for sanitation pickup that they're not getting. Yeah, I just paid it yesterday, and, and I was I'm, like, I'm guessing they're not going <laughs> to take that off the the water bill. No, I mean I think we should get some credit or something, but the, nobody's ever talked about that. We're paying for well, and I consider when the water was undrinkable, they told us don't drink the water. Right for that was almost a month, I guess. Yeah, and I mean I was still paying my water bill. I'm sure everybody else was, yeah. and we're you know we're, we're it's a service I can't use, and now. My trash is sitting in front of my house, just like my neighbor's trash and everybody, and I'm paying for that service. And I just, I don't, I, I'm not sure how, how they can do that, really. I just, I'm not sure how to do that. Man, it doesn't make any sense. Sean, I appreciate you coming in today, brother. I'm looking forward to doing this on Wednesdays with you. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and I'm going to come back and land the plane for the day. All right. It was good. Uh, it was great being here. And again, if uh, anybody is has legal questions, look me up on Facebook. And if you're a travel nurse, look me up on Facebook. Call me at 601-906-9094. Appreciate it. We'll be right back Thanks. after this break on 103.9 WYAB.
breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. I am live here in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios. Man, look, I would love for you guys to go to wherever you download podcasts or stream music. Search Clay Edwards Show and just hit subscribe. Help us get those subs up. It would mean a world to me. It doesn't cost you a penny to subscribe. And you'll get notifications every time I upload the podcast. I take it, I upload the whole show. Then I also take it and I clip it up into like relevant clips. So if you follow Joe Rogan, you see like the clips he does. I do the same thing with my audio. Maybe you hear something that you want to share with somebody. You can hit share from whatever app you're listening on. When you see the notification, let's help grow this thing. That's the way you can help give back. That's the way you can help fight cancel culture. It's by help making this show so huge. And we're getting there. Locally, we're there. Let's spread our wings a little bit. You can make, make this show so huge that sponsors are lined up out the door worried that we're going to cancel them. So please do that today. Wherever you're listening to this show, whether you're live on the radio or you're listening on a podcast later, go to the podcast, hit subscribe, share whatever you're listening to with somebody that you think. Share with a Democrat. Share, share it with a Democrat. Make them angry. Let's feed these anger addicts a shot of the Clay Edwards show. Height. Uh, real quick, this segment. Uh, Stonington Farms, man. Miss Katie texted me yesterday. They're going to be back up here in central Mississippi making a delivery next Friday, April 14th. So get your orders in now for the grass-fed difference. Grass-fed, grass-finished, hormone-free, antibiotic-free, locally-sourced beef from right here in Mississippi. And my good buddy Joe Jafria with Southern Coastal Cooking did a video on his YouTube channel last night. I shared it to the Clay Edwards Facebook page of a comparison on the Porterhouse from from uh, maybe the T-Bone. Either way, Porterhouse or T-Bone of the grass-fed Stonington Farm compared to the grain-fed store-bought. Uh, check that out. You can see the difference. And you can go to stoningtonfarm.com and get you uh, an order put in. And then you can get anything from one steak to a whole cow. Get it customized, cut up however you like. But uh, <clears throat> the phone number is there at stoningtonfarm.com. All right, I got a little, um, let's go back to Jackson Trash stuff. We got a few minutes left of the show. <laughs> when they can't even keep your trash picked up, the Clay Edwards show going to talk about it. This is from WLBT. Just letting you know, there is no timetable on when they plan on getting this chaos fixed. Here we go. You live in Jackson, you may be wondering when or if your trash will be picked up again. Well, tonight, city leaders say they still don't have the answer to that question. During a town hall meeting tonight, city city leaders spoke to residents about the future of trash pickup here in the capital city. Our Quentin Smith was at that meeting tonight. And Quentin, tell us what are residents saying about this situation? Well, Maggie, residents say they're tired of seeing and hearing city leaders go back and forth on this issue. They want the mayor and city council to pick the best company to come and pick up trash, saying it's not fair that they are the ones having to suffer through all of this. This nonsense is unnecessary. Dozens on hand expressing their thoughts and frustrations over the fact that the city of Jackson doesn't have anyone responsible for picking up garbage. It's all about the people. It's not about the vendors. 
Everyone deserved to have their garbage picked up. We still left the night not knowing when the people can expect their garbage to be picked up. During the meeting, Mayor Shokwe Antoine Lumumba was giving residents updates on how we got to this point. For residents wanting their garbage picked up in the near future, Lumumba says there's only one company who can do so. If you want your garbage picked up anytime in the near future, right, without an RFP which takes at least 90 days for somebody else, right? And so if you want your trash picked up, right, Richards is the only one. However, Ward 3 Councilman Kenneth Stokes says the mayor's explanation during the meeting wasn't needed. See, Stokes abstained from voting against the contract, saying he wants it to go to waste management. The councilman says he wanted to hear from residents and workers with Richard's disposal on why they think he should change his vote. Stokes says that didn't happen. It wasn't a mean for him to come try to take over. It was a mean for people to come and express their concern. You know, if people were here from from riches, they could have had a chance to say, well, look, we could do this. We would do this a little better. We would work with the community better. That's what I was hoping that uh, the people from riches would say. It seemed like it turned into the mayor telling them, well, I can do this, I can do that, but you can't vote. All right, so I'm going to stop that there. I'm going to say this. <clears throat> These people are idiots, and if you've been listening to this show for any extended amount of time, I've been telling you this. I ain't no rocket scientist, but good Lord. I, I, I heard somebody say something. It may have been this morning. It may have been yesterday. They had talked to a guy that worked at the city of Jackson for a long time. He said, man, I don't even know how they pay the light bill around there. Nobody has a clue what's going on. I got a text here on the Guns of Your text line. Um, <clears throat> unknown texture here. He made a great point. His role, he owns a roll-off dumpster company. They've gotten a lot of calls from uh, neighborhoods where people are just going to pitch in and get their own roll, big rollback dumpster uh, for a community dumpster type thing. That may be your best bet for now. Um, the name of this particular dumpster company, you can find it on Google, I'm sure. It's just Stop, Drop, and Roll-Off Dumpsters. Stop, Drop, and Roll-Off Dumpsters. A little free plug there. Uh, would love to have you on as an advertiser. But... uh. That's going to be your best bet right now. Call one of these rollback dumpster companies and go in with your neighbors and get one. And stand guard and make sure people throwing their trash in it actually live in your neighborhood. Uh, don't let the world know your neighborhood got its own dumpster. Because trust me, uh, just like these businesses in Jackson are finding out, uh, people will throw their garbage in your dumpster. But that's been going on a long time around here. We need to throw these politicians running Jackson in one of these dumpsters and take them right out to the landfill and call it a day. Well, I tell you what, I sure wish they had passed that uh, that law at the Capitol this time about recall elections. I think y'all could get Chalkway now. All right, Mike Madison's live in the studio today. He's coming up next. I will see you tomorrow. Peace. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.